0: deep in this world and there are wolves in this world and i know that you two boys are just two weary travelers who lost your way so we are gonna clean you up right with a baptism i'm more of a baptism by fire type okay come to my wrestling school and become a that's what he wants to do with the rest of his life yes it is you let a half naked boy with Down syndrome who has no idea how to get along in this world just slip out from under your nose. Oh. You two are close. We are. Well, then you'll figure out where he's at and you'll bring him back. Are you following me? Maybe we could be friends and buddies, bro, dogs, and chill. Have a good time.
1: You the wrestling school's maiden? Yes. One long road leads all the way down. I'll drop you there then.
0: I'm looking for a missing person. Have you seen him?
1: Little man in a lamb. met your girlfriend back there, Eleanor. Two bandits on the run. Oh yeah.
0: oh, yeah!
1: Rule number one, don't slow me down. Rule number two, I'm in charge. Hey, what's rule number one? Party. No, not party.
0: Back? you have a young boy with Down syndrome in the middle of nowhere.
1: All right, well, while you've been doing paperwork, we've been doing something called living.
0: Oh man! Tell her I'm gonna give you all of my wishes for my birthday.
1: I made a promise to him. Give him that wrestling school in Aiden.
0: No, we're not gonna hop on your yep. little raft okay. and cruise around down the river. Hey, Eleanor, I don't wanna go home. Oh, oh, oh! Right. Yeah. yeah. Ah. So how far is it?
1: About that far on the map.
0: Are your fingers to scale? Yep. I think it's time for us to go back now. We could be a family. Friends are the family you choose. Ah! Wrestlers got alter
1: egos. You need a name. Falcon.
0: Peanut butter Falcon!
1: every year in the movie series a favorite emerges this movie was mine it's not that the other movies aren't good they are good it's just the book was better with just mercy the real story is better with harriet and i'm just not a huge fan of animated movies i'm no offense to onward it's a great one but it's just not my thing the peanut butter falcon was my favorite movie on the list this year i loved just about everything about it i love the story I love the scenery. I love the soundtrack. Any movie that bills itself as a modern day Mark Twain fable, I'm in on that movie. The movie tells the story of two characters, Tyler and Zach. Uh, Zach is a 22 year old with Down syndrome who lives in an assisted living facility, presumably because there's no other facilities available or there's no family available. And he's cared for by a lady named Eleanor. Uh, She's played by Dakota Johnson. Well, Zach is always trying to escape the assisted living facility because he dreams of being a professional wrestler. And he's been watching these old VHS tapes of the saltwater redneck who has a wrestling school down in Florida. And Zach dreams of escaping the facility and going to the wrestling school down in Florida. Well, one night his roommate, Carl, who's been encouraging this dream, helps him escape. And he escapes in nothing but his underwear and ends up hiding out under a tarp on a fishing boat. Tyler is a crab fisherman who's been stealing crab pots from other crabs fishermen. He's, he's troubled. He's down on his luck. He's depressed about his brother's death, which was his fault. And after this confrontation with the crab fisherman he stole from, he gets back at them by burning the pots on the Doc, And he burns $12,000 worth of equipment. Well, of course, they catch him in the act. They start chasing him. He runs and escapes in his fishing boat, which is the same fishing boat that Zach is hiding out in. Of course, Tyler discovers Zach's presence. Uh, he tries to ditch him uh, early on on the bank. Some kids are bullying Zach. And so Tyler comes to his defense and he agrees to take him to the wrestling school. And so that begins this Huckleberry Finn part of the movie, they get on this raft together and they float, you know, through the outer banks on their way down to Florida. Uh, Eleanor eventually catches up with them and she decides to join them on the journey. And there's the, the two uh, protagonists here, Duncan and Ratboy, they continue to chase them all throughout the journey. Uh, if you're wondering about the title, you saw just a little bit of that in the uh, trailer, but, Tyler tells Zach he's got to have an alternate ego. If you're going to be a wrestler, you got to have an alter ego. you got to have a stage name. What do you want to be called? And Zach says, I want to be called the Falcon. And so they go get these branches and make him wings and all this. And as they're getting his costume together, the only thing they got to eat is peanut butter. So they take a jar of peanut butter and rub it on his face like war paint. And so Zach becomes the peanut butter falcon. Well, eventually, Tyler... The Peanut Butter Falcon and Eleanor all make it down to Florida, to Saltwater Rednecks Wrestling School, which, of course, is no longer in existence. But they still figure out a way for Zach to wrestle and fulfill his dream of becoming a professional wrestler. Now, like Onward, this is a movie about going on a quest or a journey. Okay, Like Onward, this is about relationships and family, although the family in this case are friends. Uh, Like Onward, it's a movie about brotherhood. Unlike Onward, there's a little more language in it, and uh, we've tried to be creative in our editing process, so uh, the trailer or some of the clips you see may have some some bleeps in them, and and that's why. It's a movie that's rated PG-13, primarily for its language, but the way I want to preach this film today is I want to tell you about two scenes that lead to two lessons that lead to two verses, and I think we'd all do well to follow them. Now, the first scene takes place right after Eleanor has caught up with Zach and Tyler. And uh, she actually decides to join them on the journey. Uh, one of the reasons is because Zach throws her keys in the ocean. The other reason is that she finally sees how important this is to Zack that he make it to this wrestling school. But uh, as they're on this raft, you quickly discover that Eleanor sees Zach in one way. And Tyler sees Zach in another way. So Eleanor continues to see him as someone in need of her care. And he is in need of her care. Uh, But Tyler sees Zach as an equal companion. And he is that too. One of the the beautiful aspects of the movie is the way that Tyler treats him as his equal. He teaches him how to swim. He teaches him how to fire a gun. He teaches him how to believe in himself. Teaches him how to believe that he can do things that other people think he can't do. Well, this one scene takes place on the raft right after Illinois joins them. And uh, I'm going to have to explain it to you because the algorithms for Facebook and YouTube will kick us off if I put any uh, clips from the DVD on here. So uh, the two scenes I'm going to have to describe to you. So if you haven't seen the movie, got to use your imagination. But in this scene, they're on this raft and Eleanor's on one end, Tyler and Zach are on the other end. Zach is standing up paddling the raft. And Eleanor tells him, uh, hey, hey, Zach, buddy, you need to, need to sit down. You're getting too close to the edge. You need to, need to sit down. And so he does. And then she says, hey, Zach, are you hungry? And he says, no, I'm not. And she said, well, you need to eat something. You haven't eaten anything. You want some chips? No, I'm not hungry. You want some M&Ms? And you know, she keeps prodding him on. He says he's not hungry. And she says, well, you know, you, you got to watch your blood sugar. You know how you can get, buddy, when you, when you don't eat and you're hungry. And uh, you can see the frustration growing on Tyler's face as she's doing this because she's kind of talking down to him a little bit, not realizing she's doing it. And so Tyler tells Zach, hey, Zach, remember our underwater breathing training? Let's do that right now. Stick your head underwater and let's see how long you can hold your breath. And, of course, Eleanor's like, no, 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 he can't do that. And he goes, yes, he can do that. So uh, Zach sticks his head underwater and Tyler says, don't do that. Don't call him a R-word. And of course, she's you know takes a, when she hears it. What do you mean? I, I would never call him that word. I would never call him the R word. And he says, "Well, you may not call him that. You may not be saying it, but you're making him feel it." And I've got to think that that scene resonates with anybody who has intellectual disabilities or maybe have family and friends who have intellectual disabilities. That scene resonates. People may not use that word. And thankfully, people are not using that word as much. I'm, I'm not even comfortable saying it in the sermon. But people still make you feel it. And there is a difference between accepting someone as a project and accepting someone as a person. Romans 15, verse 7, Paul says, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you. And that's simple enough, right? I mean, that's, just accept one another. Well, sometimes we can accept people and have the appearance of doing so, but we do it in a way that leaves us in a superior position. That's kind of what Eleanor was doing. She accepted Zach, but she was doing it while still looking down on him in some sense or talking down to him in some sense. And, and it's acceptance, but it's also patronizing. If we're looking down to someone or talking down to someone, then we're not practicing full acceptance. We're practicing partial acceptance. And how did Christ accept us? He accepted us fully and completely. Christ accepted us without looking down on us, um, without talking down to us. There He still offers us help and we still need his help. But there is a way to do that with dignity and respect. And that's all people want. People with intellectual disabilities or or any type of disability or limitation, that's all they're asking for is just to be accepted as fully human, to be accepted for who they are. And it's one of the things I love about the Best Buddies program that a lot of our students are involved in because they're not your project. They are your friend. They're fellow human beings. And that's exactly the way the Bible teaches us to accept people. So there's the first lesson that we learn. The second one. Uh, comes in a scene when they finally catch up with the saltwater redneck and they find his home in Florida and it's this old rundown trailer. Um, The wrestling school is long gone. They're about 10 years too late. Zach's been watching old VHS tapes and uh, Tyler goes up to the front porch and he knocks on the door and this guy answers the door and there's some confusion in their face. He's like, are you the saltwater redneck? And he's like, who's asking? Because he hadn't been called that in years. And Well, it eventually dawns on everybody that this guy, his name's Clinton, he did have an alter ego as the saltwater redneck, but Clinton's not that guy anymore. And so he kind of describes to him that, you know, Zach's one of your biggest fans. He's not just a fan, like you're his hero. And he says, would you mind just coming over and saying hello to him? And so he brings him over and says, Zach, saltwater redneck don't live here no more, but Clinton's here and, you know, Clinton wanted to say hello to you. And he kind of tells Clinton, like, you don't have to deal with this. You know, it's and so there's this moment of disappointment when everything the journey is about, everything the movie is about is not going to come to fruition. And then the next scene, they're walking down this overgrown road and Zach is is trying to think of all the places Saltwater Redneck might be. He wasn't at home. So maybe he's hiding in the swamp. Maybe he's in the fishing boat, you know, hiding out under the tarps like I was. He's he's trying to think of all these places. And Tyler tells him, Zach, um, he doesn't exist. He's not real. And Eleanor's trying to talk him into like, it's just time to go home, Zach. Like we're not and, and Zach's standing his ground. He's like, No, Tyler promised me, he promised me we'd see the saltwater redneck. And he lied to me, and he told me I'd be in the wrestling school. And as they're having this argument, this blue Trans Am, this old beat-up Trans Am, and music is blaring. It comes careening around the corner, and at first you think it's the villains, like it's Duncan and Rat Boy, and they finally caught up with them. And this Trans Am's spinning donuts and all that, and it comes sliding into a stop right in front of the three, and it's Clinton dressed in all his saltwater redneck gear. And it's, it's the best scene in the movie because the, the look on Zach's face is, face is like, see? I told you, I told you he was real. And Tyler's in the background behind Zach, you know, got two thumbs up to Clinton, like, thank you, thank you for doing this. And it's just this great scene. And the lesson is so simple. Do something kind. Do something kind for somebody. You, You may not feel like it. You may not get any recognition for it. You may not get to post it on Instagram. You may not have any obligation to do it. Clinton had no obligation to do that but just do it anyway. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, Paul says, be kind and compassionate. Now, what would happen if we gave that a try? What would happen if we accepted one another without limitations and we were kind and compassionate with one another? Do you think our world could use just a little bit of that right now? Well, this is where the real story informs the fictional story. And I told you the peanut butter falcons based on a true story Uh, It's it's fictional. Zach's quest of trying to become a professional wrestler is a made-up story. But it's based upon his quest to try to become a professional actor. And that's the whole reason that the movie was written in the first place. Because two people met Zach, and they accepted him for who he was, and then they decided to do something kind for him. And I can't actually show you this clip because this was on YouTube. And so we'll end with this. Watch the story right here. Ready? Yep. Ready? Zach, yeah, who are
0: you sitting with? I am sitting with, with those two. I would say Java and Dakota. And you let a half-naked boy with Down syndrome, who has no idea how to get along in this world, just slip out from under your nose. Actually, I- The nurses tell me you two are close. We are. Find him. I'm Tyler, I'm Michael, and we are the writers and directors of The Peanut Butter Falcon. So we met Zach eight years ago at a camp for people with disabilities that we were kind of hanging out at, and then we were all having dinner. Yep. And uh, he said, I wanna be a, a famous movie star. And Mike said, gonna yeah, happen. it's probably not gonna happen, man. That's a part of the population that doesn't traditionally have characters written for you. Yes. In Hollywood, a lot of people aren't uh, writing and making films starring people with disabilities. And Zach got very emotional and just said, well, why don't you guys make it for me? and we decided Zach should have the same opportunities as any other actor in this industry and decided to write him a feature film. Excuse day, will you please help me? Um, so we made this proof of concept to show that Zach could do the acting job and then we sent it to people. We sent it to Shia LaBeouf, we sent it to Dakota Johnson. That proof of concept really got us our cast, crew and producers and People saw that Zach had a talent and then signed on to make that movie. You don't really get that often the really special material that, you know, makes you, you know, weep and smile and laugh. It's the reason why you get in the movie business, you know what I mean? It's stand by me, it's the Goonies, it's like all those special movies that, you know, you remember for the rest of your life. I'm here because I felt that this whole thing had a chance to be lightning in a bar. <laughs> Who are, are you? And what we did is we took pieces of Zach's real life, things that he liked, wrestling, swimming, parties, and worked it into a script.
1: With Tyler and Mike, we're in a constant conversation all the time. When we get off set, it's still going all night, all day. Songs, pictures. What does an actor want out of a director? Somebody to lean on and somebody who's got the wherewithal to hire the right people and trust those people. And these dudes do that. They're brilliant, man.
0: Uh, I was attracted to the script uh, because uh, of the title, uh, because of the people
1: involved, and the script itself, I thought, was a little piece of magic.
0: So you got this baseline story that's fantastic, and then you've got your lead character who really has Down syndrome. Talk about expectations being blown. And then with Shia, and then you add in Dakota, those, those, they're a family. They're, they became a family from week one on this film.
1: And is that incredible? They accepted him for who he was. They didn't try to put limits on him. They didn't talk down to him. They didn't look down upon him. And then they did something kind and compassionate. And that's it. Accept one another in the same way that Christ accepted you and be kind and compassionate to one another. Our world could use a lot more of that.